So this podcast is about me. And it's because I'm very, very close to a mental breakdown. I can fucking feel it. I can really feel it. And it's not necessarily about the race things that, that have been happening. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be very, very hard to explain. But I think if you listen to this podcast, and my window's open because it's really hot. So if you guys hear anything outside, just know that's the reason. But I, I have a, a unique problem that I think a lot of you guys have. And it's not a unique problem even. It's a type of person that I don't know if you know that you are this person. And I didn't know that I was until my friend Eric brought this up to me years ago. He brought this up to me years ago because I'm so, and I don't want you guys to think I'm gassing myself up. This isn't necessarily good. These aren't good things. These aren't good things. These aren't fun. These aren't fun things to have in your life. And it's not, it's not, it's not good and it's not fun and it's not like I'm not trying to romanticize this this is something that I, have, I really struggle with as a person and I think a lot of you guys might too and it, I'm going to try my best to describe it to you because it's going to sound like I'm just gassing myself up it really is and I'm, I need you guys to know the difference between between what I'm going to say to you now so a few years ago, I had this conversation with my friend, Eric. I'm a very introspective person, which means I think very, very deeply about myself often. I spend probably most of my day thinking about myself, not like, how do I look? How's this? How's that? Like, I think, why do I think this? Why do I believe that? Not like conspiracy theories. Like, I don't want you to think I'm like, oh, fucking there's a moon landing or was there? There's no wind on the moon, which is mm, OK. I'm not going to get into that now, but. I spend, again, this comes from being an only child, wider sound, hold on, where all I did was sit and think all fucking day, I sat and think, thunk, thunk, think, thunk, thunk, I thought, I thought all day, because I was grounded so often, I had a very abusive stepfather, and he was mentally abusive and physically abusive, but I would sit and just think all day because I was always fucking grounded he had this power trip where he would just I would just be grounded for months months on months on months on months on months like I think I think I told you guys that my mom got married and before she got married I had a ps2 and I had it my mom was going to give it to me as a present if I got good grades and I didn't get the ps2 until like seventh grade because my stepdad didn't think I deserved it and I couldn't watch tv so like I just had to sit and read and read and read and I don't read now to this day because it kind of it reminds me of that I don't read books as much as I should I read a few books but I, I should read more books but it's it's a painful life uh when you think and when you're alone because you're always chasing something you can never quite catch so I was talking to one of my friends where I was just really trying to describe this feeling. And he's, he told me that, that it's a hard life because I'm an intellectual. And I didn't know what he meant at the time because I'd heard the word. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I'm smart. You know, we're all smart, whatever. <laughs> That's not true. But, you know, you get the point. But an intellectual is a type of person. And I'm going to try to explain to you what it feels like because if it is you you may feel the same way I do and I don't think this can help you because I'm not, obviously not a psychologist and I don't know what to do myself but maybe 
this will resonate with you. An intellectual is a person who engages in works by intellect, including critical thinking and reading, research, writing, and human self-reflection about society. So this is this is essentially what it is. It's just someone who is constantly thinking about the world, society themselves, introspectively, and it's painful. It's it's really painful because you can never quite describe what you're feeling. And it's it's again, it doesn't mean I really want you guys to know it doesn't mean you can be an intellectual and not very smart, I think, maybe. I think you could be not an intellectual and very, very smart. Like your friends that get always get really good grades on tests, but just go out drinking on the weekend. And you could drink and be an intellectual, obviously. But, you know, the friends that go out and they drink every fucking weekend and they're always partying. And, they, you know, they all they think about is like buying a house and a car and that's it. You know what I mean? And they're, they're like, I don't know, working for cancer research or some shit. You know, it's a it's a it you can. It's so hard because. Because feels it feels like you can never fix what needs to be fixed and it causes me so much depression i am very depressed i've i've been depressed for i would say noticeably for the last four years and maybe my whole life i don't know if i developed it but it it really hit me when i took my spanish uh poetry class i took a spanish uh latin american poetry class it was in spanish and it was my sophomore or junior year of college and this class something in the class made me honestly give up on spanish like it just i failed the class with an f straight up and i tried hard very very hard every single day this wasn't the reason i failed i failed the class because it was extremely hard and he knew it and he made it hard on purpose however we talked about a lot of the Spanish poets of, of like the Renaissance period or that, yeah, which is like, uh, or the romantic era, the romantic era, uh, Spanish poets, excuse me. Like there's a uh, different ones. The only one I really remember is like Jorge Luis Borges, but there's a few different ones. I can't like, I, I'm not like fucking Ted Mosby who can recite Pablo Neruda or some shit. I don't remember any fucking thing that Jorge Luis Borges did, but I remember the philosophy and the philosophy of romantic era poetry was that, the world would never be quite the way that you you want it to be or quite the way that you see it so a lot of these poets ended up killing themselves a lot of these thinkers ended up killing themselves because they would always idealize the world and realize it would never be the way you want it to be and this resonated with me very very hard and i realized that this is how i kind of felt a lot i'm gonna be honest like i don't think that i I don't think that I was always like this in high school. I would say I was a little bit dumber than I thought I was. I was always like a smart kid. I could always add fast or whatever. But like it's it wasn't until I started studying liberal arts and it wasn't until. I don't know the exact moment. I wish I could tell you the exact moment when I realized this is how I felt. But in that moment, he put into words something that I never knew I really had in me. And that's one of the reasons I created this podcast. You know, I created this podcast because I really wanted to try to to tell my my view of the world. But the thing is, it's so hard to be a thought leader, which I'm not saying I am, but just in general, it's very hard to be a thought leader and ex- and executor at the same time. You know, that's why politicians don't typically write their own shit. You know what I mean? You can't typically do both 
effectively, I think, personally. And, you you know, there's not a lot out there. I don't think you can really name too many people who create original thoughts and also lead movements simultaneously. People can be a megaphone for thoughts that they've read or thoughts that they've heard or thoughts that they've discussed with their friends or things that were wrote for them. You know, even Obama is kind of like a megaphone. You know, he, he had a team behind him. He was a motivational figure by himself, but I wouldn't consider him a thought leader. You know, I wouldn't consider him someone like, like Isaac Newton or something like that. You know, but Isaac Newton wouldn't run for for president or wouldn't be a politician or some shit like that. You know, it's it's it, you you rarely see the combination of of thought leading and people leading, and that's why I think it's hard for a lot of people because you kind of have to stay in your lane and find your place in society. You kind of have to kind of have to choose one or the other and i keep seeing all this shit that makes me so mad but you can only change it one way unless you can find a different way you know so i was at the the protests and i think a lot you know i think a lot about the protests and like should i go should i not go i told you guys before that they said to stay inside so i was going to stay inside but i've been watching a lot of the protests and a lot of them don't it's not looting in new york for the most part for the most part. So I'm like, at least let me see, because who am I to say something about the protest before I go to a protest, especially if it's my first one, you know? So I decided that's the reason I have to go, especially if I'm going to be talking to you guys about it. And when I went to the protest, something that just cracked me, it just cracked me was when we walked maybe three miles and everyone took a knee and and then this boy with the trumpet started playing the star, the Star Spangled Banner, and everyone was on their knee with their head down, and I had to stand up. And I was like, "Why are you guys on your knees for the Star Spangled Banner? The Star Spangled Banner was written, was written with lines in it about how we'll never fucking release our slaves, and then they changed it." And then the Star Spangled Banner, even regardless, even if it didn't have that in it, says the land of the free, the home of the uh, the, the brave, the brave, home of the brave, land of the free. So they, they were singing this for hundreds of years as they enslaved people who they didn't deem as real people. So this whole this this whole this whole song is is extremely inappropriate, at least for the, the situation that we were in, at the least, in my opinion, it's inappropriate for the country. You know, if you're super religious or super conservative, I know you think the song represents the soldiers. We can find a different song. It doesn't have to be that song. But that song was written when black soldiers were fighting for a country that they came back to and didn't treat them as people. And then treated them as three-fifths of people. You know, they were, they fought for this country just to be rejected by the country. And it's really not that deep. Like, it's really not that deep, is it? It's like Michael Jackson makes music. We don't like Michael Jackson because we think he's a pedophile. Debatable. I don't know. And then we stop playing his music. R. Kelly, we stop playing his music. The people who raped and pillaged our ancestors stop playing the music. You know, I'm not calling for an end of the Star Spangled Banner. I'm just telling you why I think it was inappropriate there, especially. I know it's tradition. And there was so few people who said anything about this. So few people. 
you know, maybe like three I could hear in this crowd of maybe 5,000. And I, and, and I was amazed and I was appalled and I was like, it doesn't take much to be like, fuck that. So some girl in the back, thank God, was like, why are we singing this? And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm standing up. And after talking to a few different people in the crowd, a lot of them thought the same thing, but a lot of them were just following along. And this protest was mostly white people, made a shit ton of white women feeling the need to interject their voice into the situation. And again, not again, for the first time, if you're a white woman and you're listening to this, I don't want you to think that I'm saying you don't have a voice in this or you don't have struggles. But what I am saying is to go to a protest and honoring black men and women that have died in this country for no reason for you to be like, I'm a white woman. And this is what I think is like, cool, dude, I get it. But like, maybe not today, you know, when you have your fucking Harvey Weinstein shit, I'm not going to come in and be like, Harvey needs to be stopped. He needs to stop raping. Like, you know, it's just, it's a little bit like I didn't need to do that. You know, and this was something that, again, I said, it's not that deep. It's just, it's not that deep. A song written at a time when there was slaves talking about the land of the free is hypocritical, period. But I felt like I was the only one. I felt like I was the only one thinking this and acting on it. And the same thing with the, these, these, these women there. I was, just, I was just like, who are you people? Like the same thing with dudes that would come and come to the cops, fuck the police with their shirt off and shit and agitate them and then run away, leaving us just standing there. And this is, a, this is an example of yesterday, or I guess for you guys, this will be yesterday. For me, this is today. But you, you guys know how much I put my thoughts out there. And it's so difficult. It's so difficult to just have all these thoughts all the time. And I smoke a shit ton of weed. And I haven't smoked in like three weeks because I'm currently looking for a new position. And I don't want to like, you know, if I have to take a drug test, which I actually did for one thing that I had to do, I, I, I don't want to be on drugs, obviously. And I realized I smoke so much weed. I kind of I've gotten addicted to weed because... It helps me not think, and I don't need this many thoughts, as many thoughts as I have. And when I don't have weed, I'm so angry all the time. And it's really hard. It's really, really hard. I'm trying. It's, again, I just, I just constantly thinking, constantly thinking, constantly thinking about about things. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm right. I try to be objective, but I'm always analyzing myself, always analyzing my points, always analyzing my pod. I listen to my podcast over and over and over again, thinking like, did I, do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? What made me feel this way? Do I, if I make a podcast about women, am I pretending I like women or do I actually like women? Not like, like women because I have a mom. Everyone has a mom. But even to, to be able to admit that, I feel like it's something that a lot of people won't do because they don't think to themselves and analyze themselves and analyze why they believe things and analyze where their beliefs came from and analyze where those beliefs came from and, and analyze why they chose to pick those. So it's like, do I actually support women or do I just say I support women because it's the right societal thing to do? It, it, that's something that I'm constantly thinking about. I'm thinking about like... 
gay people? Do I actually support gay people? Or am I just scared to admit that I don't support gay people? And I'm not saying that I've ever felt that being gay is wrong. I don't. But it's like, why do I think being gay is right? Because it is, yes, but why? Why is it right? Is it because gay people should be able to do what they want? Is it because homosexuality? I shouldn't, I don't think we say that anymore. Is it because gay people, people who are attracted to people of the same gender have been around since the, the, the Roman times, which we read about, we can see pictures of? You know, is it, is it because animals animals are oftentimes like I don't I wish I knew the right word to use I think homosexual is offensive but for animals I think that's okay because it, like, it literally just means you're like with your sex you know like homo like homogeneous hetero heterogeneous but animals we're animals animals do it we're also animals is that why and I'm trying to like I really don't want you to think I'm like I don't really support women and I really support gay people but what I want you to to know is that the critical thinking to analyze why you think things is important at least to me and it might be like bro it's not that deep just like you know but it is that deep for me and that's why it's so difficult to live sometimes you know it's so hard to like have all these questions that I'll never have answered you know and it's so hard to know how much knowledge is out there that I'll just never really know you know you don't know how much you don't know you don't know what you don't know so it's it's very much a struggle, especially at this time when we have all these ideas coming out, all these thoughts coming out, all these people saying things, all these things that could be true and that couldn't be true. Did Jeff Jeffrey Epstein know Trump? Yes. Was he in a child sex ring with Jeffrey Epstein? Maybe. Why is no one talking about this? I don't know. It's fucking... It's called... In communication... I love talking about communication, as you guys know. It's called agenda-setting theory. And agenda-setting theory is what we choose to talk about in the media. So essentially, there's a lot of studies done where there's really about somewhere between like 10 to 12 things that the media will really talk about at one time. I don't know what that sound is outside. Are those fireworks? Let me shut my fucking window. No more fucking air. Okay. So there's only really like 10 to 12 things that the media will focus on at one time. And how we pick those things is dictated by agenda-setting theory. So, like, in society, typically it morphs and evolves, but right now it's a really uh, big kind of thing with the gender setting because typically it would be someone like me who does freelance publicist work would send a story to a news anchor. The news anchor would decide if they want to put it in the news or not, and kind of the news runs with that. But now people have social media. So now people, the general populace, is setting the agenda of what we see in the news. So people will record something, and it doesn't even take a reporter, reporter's report, on what people say. So it's, 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 we're getting this new, this new kind of neo-agenda-setting theory, which is super interesting. And it's like, when we see news, it's, like, it's not like, do they want us to see that? That's not what I'm thinking. That's like very, that's, I don't want to say basic, but you know, like ever, everyone, I, I fucking hate, I hate when... I watch videos and people are like, I watched a video with a magician named Jabrizi and I don't like, I like Jabrizi. He's a black magician. Like I like him as a person. I've met him before. We have a little bit of a history that I might talk about in another podcast. We're the same age. We're two black magicians. I'm very much a news based person. I love to podcast. I love entertainment. I love live entertainment. I do comedy. I love stage performing. He's like an online magician. That's his thing, right? And he's recently been on this binge of posting conspiracy theories and podcasts and whatnot, which is like 
weird to like come out with like right now i suppose i guess it's a pro- not inappropriate and not unexpected but like i'm just kind of like you never like like when did you go from doing like fucking facebook pranks to this shit but like you know he keeps he keeps making these videos that are fucking i can't stop watching them but i hate them at the same time it's like videos where he'll ask a question where he'll be like black lives matter a large portion of their donations is funded by george soros who has a 36 million dollar fund i think i think it was 36 million dollars for for um charities that he gives to each year and i was talking to devin from the last podcast because i talked to devin a lot because we have a lot of the same problems and devin mentioned that i don't even think george soros knows where his money goes because he's a he's a jewish man he's a liberal jew that's his, that's his thing and he doesn't have anything wrong with him people keep throwing out his name because they have this conspiracy that it runs the world which he might but if he does like i don't know it's like could it get better with with the help of george i don't know like i don't fucking know this is too much to think about but uh he keeps po- like, he'll post something or like on his podcast or something be like so uh george soros funds black lives matter i just want you to think about that and i'm like dude what's your fucking point like i'll I'll keep posting like what's your point i need to get off social media because like it shouldn't bother me this much but it does i'm like i'm like you don't have a point you're not forming an argument you don't have a claim a ground and a warrant claim being the subject the ground being the reason and the warrant being the reason for the reason and again not everyone studied communication not everyone studies rhetoric not everyone studies argumentation analysis not everyone studies like law and stuff like that but it's hard for me now that i've learned it to like unthink like that and communication is a great degree because it teaches at least not communications like not tv and shit but communication studies which a lot of times consists of like rhetoric or like managerial communication or like interpersonal communication and stuff like that it teaches really good critical thinking skills you know liberal arts uh, classes in general teach great public speaking skills but the thing about it is it opens your mind and i'm not sure that i have a mind that should have been opened you know i think i'm too fragile of, of a person for for that and i like i almost wish i almost regret it you know i almost feel like it would have been easier just to like do something like do something like um being a car mechanic or something not just something like where i don't have to constantly think about framing issues you know like pr and not like being a car mechanic is easy and not like it's like below me or something like that because they honestly make more money than i do but being a car mechanic is sometimes you do have to like you know it's kind of like a puzzle you know but at the same time it's like if i put this here this will work and if it doesn't work there's something wrong with that most likely you know what i mean that's kind of what i what i'm thinking so it's like i'm just trapped i feel trapped in a, a cage of like my my thoughts all the time and the podcast helps you guys help but it's really hard and i keep getting sent things by people you know, I keep getting sent things that I have to think about and analyze and say, is this real? Is this not real? Why would someone do this? What caused this? What what social... What, it's like, what social institutions allowed this to be a thing and why is this being shown to me? And it gives me a headache. It gives me a headache. I haven't been sleeping. I have not... I, I've been getting three hours of sleep kind of like at the most. I slept really well the other night because I got drunk, which was nice. Um, I don't get drunk very often. But, yeah, so that's what it, this is what it feels like. And if you feel like me ever, if you do feel like me, like, I don't know 
I don't know. It's I, I, I seem basic sometimes, you know, if you follow my Instagram or if you are on my stories or something, I'll post something that doesn't always seem intellectual, if that makes sense. But it's because it's it's fun not to be, you know, you like to relate to people, you know, the everyday person, you know, I, you like I like that. Obviously, every, everyone likes to feel normal. So that's kind of like the reasoning behind it. But it's I'm trying to find a way not to make this sound like I'm an elevated person and everybody is beneath me and it's hard being so smart. I'm trying to find a way to, to show you guys how this feels. And maybe you listening to me talk. You can hear how it feels. It just feels like sporadic and it feels like heavy and it feels like I don't know. And I wish my last two podcasts weren't just about how I feel. I wish they weren't just about me. You know, in the last podcast you guys really liked, so I'm so grateful that you guys really liked that one and people are sharing it a lot and I got a lot of good response and I got offered to go on a radio show and talk about my thoughts on the protest and what people can do. And then I'm constantly now like I never used to change my mind. The thing is, like I always would stick with a point. And if I didn't have that point, I would try to make it a little bit more fluid. So for instance, I would say something like, uh the 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 looting the looting may or may not be damaging to society you know that implies that it could be it implies that it may have been but it implies that it also might not be in the future you know i try not to make concrete statements for the most part and that's why i can kind of stick with my opinions my friend jonah who listens to the podcast always says that i'm very consistent because I know like what I say and I know the patterns of what I say. So someone usually like someone tried to quote me the other day on um, the podcast. Actually, they sent me a text about how I said that the uh, call her daddy was a feminist podcast. And I said, no, what I probably said was call her daddy. You could argue is a feminist podcast, you know, and that was and I knew what I would say because I do try to stay relatively consistent. But lately I've been changing my mind on a lot of things. And it's driving me crazy. And like, for instance, one is fucking when I when I said that I didn't think I was going to go to the protests. You know, I said I was going to stay inside, but I did stay inside, I guess, technically. But then I was like, no, I need to know to analyze this objectively and see what I can what we can do better if if we can do better just to be a part of it just for at least once, just because I can't sit on the sidelines and judge these people or judge the situation without at least seeing what this is and also i don't know the future like i keep saying in these podcasts i don't know the future i don't know the scope that we're in and this could be something that a defining moment you know if if we would have known four years ago that if all of us motherfuckers my age would show up to vote that that would i don't want to say it would have changed the election but it may you know in the scope of that time period in 2016 we we didn't we didn't know we didn't we didn't know we didn't think it was a big deal and now we're, we're seeing the world that we live in and it was a huge deal because we had such a limited scope we we're like oh it's fine it can't be that bad and we couldn't imagine how bad it would be because we've had nothing like this a virus at the same time as riots happening at the same time as massive unemployment happening at the same time of the re-election of a lifetime happening at the same time as everything being seen by everyone 
You know, in 2012, if you would have said, yo, maybe not 2012, let me think, let me go back, maybe 2008, maybe around that time, if you're like, yo, everyone's going to have smartphones, everyone's going to have instant access to information, and we're always going to be listening to fucking Joe Rogan's podcast, you know, if someone would have said that, no one would, no one would have been like, oh, that makes sense, yes, 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 I can see that happening, but our scope is so limited, you know, and... That bothers me so much that I can't I can't truly have true perspective uh, on life and on all the things that happen. And uh, one of my friends the other day told me that um, I told him he needs to see the bigger picture. And he goes, I do see the whole picture. And I said, people who see the whole picture don't say they see the whole picture. <laughs> you know, I think that it's like narrow minded to even imply that you could see the whole picture, because if you really saw the whole picture, you would know that there is no whole picture. Or maybe there is a whole picture that we're already in that we can't see the whole picture. But I don't know. I don't know. And lately, I've just been feeling like I don't know anything and I don't have any answers and I can't fix shit. And it's kind of just right now we're as a society throwing shit up to the wall to see what sticks. That's kind of what, what's happening. And even if I could fix things, it's it's just. It's like, how? You know, how? Like, I can write as much as I want. I can speak as much as I want. I can podcast as much as I want. But then you have to have the time to execute these things. You know, am I just putting shit out there to for it not to be executed? Or am I, I don't want to say I'm an inspiring person, but maybe I'll inspire a thought that someone might take and expand on and make life better for everyone, you know? Like, this is a small chance. It's a small podcast, maybe one day. But this is kind of, like, just in general, like, a kind of just, like, things that I think about. You know, maybe something I say will inspire. There's a lot of smart people that listen to the podcast. Maybe someone might change their... Maybe they'll become a mayor and listen to something and be like, you know what? RJ was fucking right about that thing, maybe. Maybe they'll think I'm totally wrong, and that might affect something that they do. You know, I don't I don't know. But I guess what really fucked me up was just this... Pro- I, I walked 10 miles today. I walked 10 miles, and it was difficult. And I was surrounded by a bunch of people who had no idea why they were there. You know, they wanted justice. We're getting justice for that particular situation. I don't want to say we have justice because that's not true. Justice is bringing down the whole fucking system of this ingrained racism and discrimination that's causing people to die. And then I truly do believe, this is what I want to make next week, that women will take a lot of note from this. And I think that they're going to be next Sadly, I don't want an incident to happen, a massive incident, but I think that someone will be like, yo, I see what you guys did here, black people, and we can do this too with women. We can probably do it better seeing what you guys did, and I think this will cause another fucking revolution, and they're, they're going to demand that we have more women CEOs, and they're going to demand that women stop getting raped, which is rightfully so. Again, the right CEOs, rightfully so, and... I, I don't know. I think one thing that I also want to make a podcast about next week. So tune in. Make sure you tune in. Um, maybe maybe Tuesday if I can even fucking do it. I'm gonna really really try. I'm gonna really try, but I feel like I just need a break. But I really want to talk about the civil rights movement, which happened at the same time with the women's suffrage movement, and how black women or women of color kind of had to choose which side they were on. And that's why we. That's one of the reasons we have this this rift in feminism where we have white feminism we have intersexual and intersectional feminism we have like 
all kinds of different layers black we have black radical feminism we have like it's it's we have all kinds of feminism because of the offshoots that kind of happened during the women's suffrage movement and also a lot of women didn't want black women like in the protest with them you know so a lot of them were forced to choose black over women you know and they and but the thing is like black women you couldn't pay me to be a black woman it, it, it's, it must be so painful it must be so fucking hard to be a black woman and really like and I think maybe my problem is being being this kind of critical thinker while also being a press person because we're being bombarded with news and I don't think I can handle it I don't think I can handle this much news in my face all the time with these stories and the agenda setting because the media is currently setting the agenda on like two things which is like very unique and rare that that we're in this time where everyone can see everything we have so much going on but at the same time we're really only talking about these protests and trump you know so we we have this situation where where i'm being forced to see these things and I'm like, why are we not talking about these other things? Why are we? I made a video on my YouTube. You guys can go. I think it's RJ's Magic. I don't even fucking know. I use the YouTube a little bit to promote the show I just started. So, like, bear with me because I'm going to be releasing more videos. But um, I made this video about fucking, what's her name? Nicole Arbor. Who posted this video that you, we, should, we should shoot first if we see looters ask questions later. And she cried about the pain that white people are feeling being hunted down essentially by these looters who are like killing them for the color of their skin. And I'm like, why is no one talking about the fact that she called half a million people? Like if 1% of people take her seriously, that's a problem. That's an extreme problem in a lot of people. And I'm just baffled that like this isn't coming up. I'm baffled that no one is at least like maybe they are fact checking these anonymous allegations, but anonymous like anonymous if you don't know is this collective of internet hackers that for, like perform vigilante justice on various topics of their choosing. It seems relatively random. Maybe it's whosever information is easiest. One thing that was really cool that they did a few years ago that the Guardian covered was that they went to this little like shitty ass town. I forget what it was called. It's not even worth mentioning. And uh, the town had been covering up rapes for years and assaults and not reporting them. And they just basically released a bunch of information working with local people in the town to like get people to tell their stories it was really like weird like you would think they would like do something different like you know fucking hack the mainframe of the town and then turn off all the lights or some shit like i, I don't know if you can actually do that but they really kind of just like worked with people on twitter to like collect stories and then released it and then they put together forums and shit and it was like a real thing it was a real story they made a whole documentary on it and it was kind of like a beautiful story and like so anonymous actually has a lot of like credibility in my opinion and anonymous um is interesting because it it, it doesn't see it seems it's a weird group of people that aren't really like transparent you know but at the same time it seems to be for good but maybe it's not you know maybe this is how they build their ethos their credibility maybe this is how they build that up so then when they release something like this we believe it you know but i'm, I'm like why is no one at least reporting that that this 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 little black book that apparently was dropped with the names of like hundreds of rich people and celebrities from Jeff, Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein. Is that his name? I can't remember. Jeffrey Epstein, who had the, had a child sex ring and like a, a, just like a regular sex ring or whatever the fuck he did. There's a documentary on Netflix. Like no one's talking about the fact that there's so many fucking people on this list. 
including Donald Trump. And it's like, you know, if it now now I'm thinking about the hypotheticals. Like, if this was true, would I be able to stand to live in a country where half the people wouldn't care? Because that's probably what would happen. You know, oh, he he had sex with a 13 year old like years ago. Like in these documents that they released, details Trump. I think having a, a threesome with like 13 year olds or something. It's like something like that. Like I read it last night and it was really hard to read because it was blurry. <laughs> Apparently they keep taking it down or some shit like that. So they're like, so, but then, then you read this and you're like, is this real? Is this photoshopped? It probably is. Maybe it's not. How do we know for sure? We'll never know for sure. And then, and then you have the argument that maybe that, you have the argument that Devin made in the last podcast that these are the best people we could find, Joe Biden and, and, and Donald Trump, two people that we're not sure about, two old white men that we're not sure about was the best that we could do. Like We couldn't find people that we were absolutely sure about. But then how are we ever absolutely sure? Even Obama had sexual assault allegations on him. Was it just because he was black? Or were they real? We'll never know. We'll never really know. And I don't believe them, but then it's like believe women. We have to believe women. Because if we don't believe women, who will? And then that leads to why do I believe women? Is it because it's the right thing to do? And it's a constant circle of 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 do you do you do you believe women over men? Because we should believe women, even though we're now seeing Amber Heard is lying about Johnny Depp, but one case is not the exception to the rule that we believe women. Even though the whole Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of it is based on people like Emmett Till who had women lying about about him being a rapist or an assaulter or whatever whatever the fucking story was with a woman that lied and got him killed by white people who run the country and don't understand racism and elected Donald Trump for the most part and I'm frustrated because I don't know what to do because my mind just keeps running in these circles of thoughts and it's very difficult and again, like I'm not the smartest person in the world. I would say I like I'm relatively above average. You know, I would say I'm like a, a Ted Mosby of thought. You know, like if 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 the scale is, <laughs> if we're going by the attractiveness of the How I Met Your Mother TV show, I would say like a, a six a six in terms of how smart I really am. I don't I forget names. I don't remember everything. I'm okay with math. I took calc, <laughs> but. <sighs> I just feel like I'm losing my mind and it's hard. It's very, very difficult. I'm constantly thinking about people and things and this perfect world that we'll never have and what I could do to fix it. And I realize I can't fix it. I'm not the Messiah. You probably can't fix it. We all have to fix it, but how do we all fix it? And then even when we fix it, there's still going to be people who don't believe that we should have fixed it. Like a lot of people, like probably like somewhere between 25 to 50 percent of people that will just stay silent from the shadows manipulating things until this happens again and again i don't want you to think this is conspiracy theory this is like i feel like proven through history it always happens again it's always going to be a different thing and this is black people the oldest issue but we have many more new issues that will that will look at this movement and be like, you know what? We can do that. As I said, women, gay people, trans people who have been alienated from gay people a lot of the time and not included. Then we have black gay people 
or minority gay people who often don't feel included in white gay people things who when when white when you see white gay people who often appropriate black women culture but don't lift up black women like in the last podcast when I said hey, like yeah sis fucking that James Charles shit like shit that he got for black women but they never like really do shit with black women there's so many issues there's so many issues so little time for me to see these things done but there's that quote that turned into the Hamilton uh, soundtrack um, where he says well the quote at least says that a society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they never get to sit in I believe that's it I can't, I didn't, I'm not reading it right now but it's it's pretty close to that and then in Hamilton they like rephrased it and you know he talks about like sitting under his his fig tree having his moment alone in the shade you know in the nation that he's made I don't know if people are going to be okay and I think a piece of it is I feel like I'm going to die young you know I don't know if anyone ever feels like this I just feel like I'm going to die young and I'm careful but just something something just makes me feel like this and I can't help how I feel but um, this podcast was the closest glimpse I could give you into what I think in like <laughs> like an hour maybe <laughs> if I was thinking out loud let's say it's like it's crazy if I feel crazy all the time and it's it's just like and, and my biggest thing in life is I just want to be understood I need to be understood so I'm constantly putting things out so that people understand me, understand where I'm coming from. And we shouldn't need validation from other people. Maybe it's not validation. Is understanding validation? I'm not really sure. I think you could be understood without being validated. And I think you could probably be feel validated without having someone truly understand you. But I want both. I want both from society. I want both from everyone. You know, maybe not everyone, like, you know, but like, you know, for the most part. So bottom line is that it's not fun to be an intellectual. It really isn't. Maybe it's because of a combination of that and a pessimist. Second bottom line is intellectuals are not smarter than other people. Intellectuals just think more than other people. Like it's like saying introverts not think more than other people. They, they think in a different way than other people, I suppose. It's like saying introverts are better or like saying people with depression are better. It's, it's just how you think it, or how you don't think. or I guess people would probably go with the converse of that. People with depression are, are worse. They probably would, you know, argue in, like, modern, modern society, you know, colloquially. They'd probably, you know, be like, yeah, like, we probably don't like depression. But why don't we like depression? You know, we, maybe if we liked it more and it was less of a stigma about it, maybe it could be seen as something that's positive. You know, probably not. You know, I'm not sure, but that's rhetoric. Again, our social words create our social reality. You know, we say depression. Depression is something that goes down like a, a ditch, like a depression. That's bad. If we renamed it something else or if it was called something else. After that, after they found it, what am I trying to say? If they if they call depression something positive, would it be seen as positive, like being a genius? Because we say being a genius is a great thing, but at the same time, no one really likes geniuses. They're always alone. They're kind of lonely. 
people expect a lot from them you know and being a genius is a positive uh connotation but at the same time like it's it, i wouldn't want to be a genius it doesn't sound fun you know it does not sound fun maybe i'm just saying that because i'm not a genius you know <laughs> i don't know uh, <laughs> i might just need sleep this whole thing might just be sleep that i need you know i definitely need some fucking weed dude like if you don't use leafden.com, definitely do. It's a great way to get weed. My friend uses it in North Carolina. I use it in New York. My friend uses it in Brooklyn. It's a great, cheap way to find like dealers and shit. They're not promoting, like sponsoring this. I just fucking love it. And my dude has a menu. I get to see what he has ahead of time. I just shoot him a text and he meets me at my house. It's incredible. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're a cop, he does not meet me at my house. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> that's all I have for you today. If my voice sounds weird, it's because I was yelling a lot today. Um, this is this has been a hard week. I don't know if you guys ever feel like you have a social responsibility, but I feel like I have a social responsibility to make. I don't like the word content because, like, I, I've always just done what I do. You know, I wasn't like I'm gonna produce content. So that I can put that on my resume. I'm like, I'm going to make a podcast. I made the podcast so that I could stop yammering in my friend's ear about the things that I'm thinking about all day. You know, I always just be talking about the things I'm thinking about. And I repeat myself a lot. And it's hard. So I'm like, I'm going to make a podcast so I can just document my thoughts and talk to whoever I want. If they like it, they can listen, you know. Um, when I make a video or something, I just make a video because I like to make videos and I like to, I need to get the thoughts out and documented because I need like I can save my Instagram stories on like my highlights and shit like that and I like to see like the progression of my thoughts or maybe like if I agree with them still in the future just I just like having them there as kind of like a reminder of things that I've learned because I, I forget things sometimes you know I forget people's names I forget things that I really like to talk about in the past that sometimes can reappear in the future and they you know they're still salient or relevant but this podcast might not make a lot of sense to you. And you might be like, why is he just talking about himself the whole time? But I guess this is my podcast and you listen to hear me talk about myself the whole time. Or at least things that are relatively interesting or pertinent. But I'm not sure that this was an effective podcast or a good podcast. Um, but i promise i won't make another one like this for a while i just needed to say all of these things out loud to understand how i feel myself if that makes sense so um yeah if you listen to the podcast and you don't if you haven't rated it yet please give it a rate because i only have two ratings but so many of my friends have told me they listen to it and i know even more of you who aren't my friends do so please give it just throw it a rate if you can throw a comment in if you want to and I will talk to you guys next week. I promise I will be better next week. <laughs> I promise. Maybe it'll be later this week. I'm not sure. And check out the YouTube if you want to see those clips. I have a few different videos on there that are about 30 minutes that you can kind of see me talking instead of just hearing me talk. So maybe that'll help um, if you ever wanted to see me talk about things. I make good faces, I think. I don't know. My eyes roll a lot. They're big. So... They, they roll when I get annoyed very easily. So maybe that's entertaining to you. I'm not sure. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next week.